You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, host, back with another episode. Uh, this is our last episode leading up to Small Business Saturday, um, which is this Saturday, This which will be tomorrow. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And with me today is Jane Childress, who... Uh, is from CK and Company in Nichols Hills Plaza. So, Jane, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Excited to hear about your story and about the store. Um, so, yeah, how's uh, how's your Thanksgiving week going so far? Uh, great, great. Thank you for having me, and uh, it's an honor to uh, uh, talk to you a little bit about uh, CK and Company and um, the uh, history of uh, uh, getting ready to be forty-one years. Yeah. So before we get into the business, tell me a little bit about yourself. Were you born and raised in Oklahoma? I was uh, born and raised in Kentucky and uh, came to the University of Oklahoma on a tennis scholarship and uh, went through business and advertising or marketing and advertising at the University of Oklahoma, graduated and uh, got married and married into a family who uh, had been in the retail business for many, many, many years. And we started it together and he kind of went off and got into something else. I stayed in. And, um, so it's, it's been a great business and, uh, it's been a great life and uh, very rewarding. Yeah. Uh, how different was it when you came from Kentucky to OU? What was the big shock? Very windy, <laughs> very, very windy playing a, uh, tennis with my uh, coach the first season of actually just right off the bat came out and started playing and uh, playing at Will Rogers uh, a tournament and and it was so windy I thought what have I got myself into and obviously I uh, have loved it and um, stayed around and have had some uh, businesses in other areas but uh, this has always been the headquarters. Yeah. Uh, tell me about getting into tennis. Uh, how did that happen? And, and um, you know, obviously you were very good and good enough to play at the collegiate level. So tell me about your tennis journey. I uh, started playing tennis when I was 10 years old 
and uh, my uh, mother owned concession stands in the parks. And so probably out of not wanting to uh, work in the concession stand, I started playing tennis. And my first season, I won, uh, I don't know, say five out of seven of the events I entered into. And I, I was very fortunate. I came, my father was an athlete and was college athlete and um, semi-pro athlete afterwards. And so I probably had pretty good genetics uh, from that. And so I, I was just, uh, I, I hit it. I was very fortunate and successful in my early career. And I had a passion and a love for the sport. And so I decided uh, to pursue it in college. And um, so I played until the second semester of my junior year. Okay. Who was your idol, tennis idol, growing up? Well, you know, you watched uh, Chrissy uh, Everett and you watched Billie Jean King. And uh, I guess... Those would be my two. Yeah, yeah. So you said you played up until kind of like your your junior year. Um, what was the what was the choice to to stop playing and and then what was the I focus? Was it focused on business? Realizing that uh, I wanted to be a student, I wasn't going to pursue uh, tennis after college, and uh, that that was uh, partly it, I guess, and. Uh, uh, I was in a sorority and I enjoyed that and I wanted to um, have a little more exposure than what I was doing. Yeah. Did you think, um, I mean, you, you said your mom kind of owned a concession stand, so she was quite entrepreneurial as well. And, and your dad being an athlete and, and you know, with, with those two role models growing up, were, was entrepreneurship kind of on the brain when you were in school? Or did you think that, you know, you were going to go on and kind of start your own company or go work somewhere else? <laughs> I think as a lot of uh, college kids do and young kids, I thought I could conquer the world. I had a lot of confidence, and I probably had a lot of confidence from sports. I think that um, helps build that. And, and uh, so, yeah, when I got out, I, I was ready to conquer the world. And, um, you know, it, life has its ups and downs. It has its bumps, and it brings you to your knees many times. And then you say, you know what? I can get back up because I know how to get back up. And I think being an athlete, sometimes you have a, you have a, a an extra gear that some don't have. Mm -hmm. And I've had to call on that uh, extra gear many times in life. And uh, so I'm resilient mm -hmm. and I'm a survivor and I thrive. And I think that's probably why I've been in business 41 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it speaks for itself, right? Like a lot of businesses don't, you know, very, very, very few businesses get past the first few years. And the fact that you've been in business for 41 years, uh, have you always been in that same location for 41 years or different locations? I've been in Nichols Hills Plaza for 41 years. Wow. And I've been in a couple of different spots uh, from the north side to the south side of the plaza, mm -hmm. but always here. And then I've had, uh, I've had, a store in Norman and Dallas and Houston, but always in Oklahoma city, always in uh, Nichols Hills Plaza. Mm -hmm. but I've gone through uh, a few different ownerships uh, and, uh, but I, I, this is home and this center is home for me. And I try to do all that I can to promote it and help it. And, and 
and watch the changes as uh, as they take place. Yeah, there's been a lot of change over the, those 41 years. Right. It's been a lot of change, and and we we had um, we had Jessica from Balliettes on the podcast, and she spoke about obviously Balliettes has been there a very long time as well, and how she's excited to kind of continue that legacy, and obviously you know you guys have been sharing that kind of space in that area for a long time, but. Um, you know, it's a great center. It's a great place for restaurants, for for um, grocery, for shopping. You know, it, it it's very hard to beat such a such a great collective group of businesses like Nicholas's Plaza has. It's true, and uh, I think when you're centrally located and you're in the heart of a city, uh, and um, it it uh, speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go out into outlying areas, but people, a synergy always brings you back. And um, that's what, we've been fortunate that that's what we chose and that's where we've stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet growing up, you probably didn't think you'd be in the retail fashion business. Probably not, but I loved fashion when I was a kid. Loved it. And although I didn't have a lot of jobs growing up because I, I was playing tennis, and so that precluded me uh, working but my first part-time job was in a clothing store wrapping gifts and it was just it was a part-time uh christmas um position but i loved it and i've always loved fashion so um the uh the other aspects of it are are great and fun and, and i love that yeah so so you meet your husband and your husband you said your husband's family has kind of retail experience or was in the retail world um was it just a natural fit to dive into the business did you think about doing something else after you graduated i definitely thought about doing something else and i really it was not it probably was a natural fit but it wasn't my uh, path that i thought i was going down mm-hmm. um, but he wanted to open uh in oklahoma city and so uh i i went along with that and so um we're not actually together anymore, but uh, we're still friends, and uh, yeah. and uh, and I'm, I'm I stayed with it, and he has done other things. Mm-hmm. So. so when when you first get into the retail business, um, is it kind of similar to what it was today, or has it really evolved over the forty one years? I would say, well, I, I guess in some ways it's similar, but uh, in many ways with the online business that's changed uh, some dynamics. And I, I don't know that necessarily it has, uh, we still have a business that's built on service and uh, people wanting quality, a luxury product. And uh, so a customer still enjoys coming in and being pampered and uh, uh, being shown uh, and, and uh, feeling confident that what we tell them is the truth and that we uh, we want to support them and we want to support local. We want uh, that environment to exist and to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so we really work at uh, taking care of our customer and wanting so that she wants to stay here. She doesn't want to necessarily go online. She might want to go online and research something and they come in and have us help service that. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say maybe for us, it's 
a little bit different than a different product um, mm-hmm. or that might not be the case. Has the business kind of with, with the products, have they stayed kind of in the same sort of area, clothing, handbags, jewelry, accessories, and shoes and home gifts? Is that kind of what yes. it's been in? We have pretty much uh, the same um, category yeah. uh, throughout. Sometimes, probably when we actually, when we opened 41 years ago, we were, I would say 75, 85% shoes. Mm-hmm. We had 10,000 pair of shoes. Wow. Now we have maybe 600 pairs of shoes. Yeah. And so we are 90% clothing. Mm-hmm. The rest would be shoes, accessories, bags. So, so we've changed from that, that aspect. As far as the business goes, and obviously you've been very good at this because you've been in business for 41 years, but what would you say separates you from competition, from other stores, from people going to Amazon online business? Like what really separates service, you? Service, service, service. Location doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we service, our, we really uh, pride ourselves on that. We want to take care of the customer. We want her to come back. We want to develop her as a friend and a long-term customer. And we, I, I have, we have customers that have shopped with us for 40 years, 41 years. I have a dear friend that uh, has, I started out um, doing, uh, doing business with her and, and then she also shopped with, with us. But um, throughout the years, she has been a great customer. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say there are a t- tremendous amount, uh, but but there are a considerable amount that have shopped us all those years. Yeah. Well, when you say service, dive into that for me. Specifically, we you know I mean, we got time to talk about it and get into the weeds about it too. Like, and I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but um, <laughs> tell you know just kind of shed a little bit of light in that area. You know, when you say service, and you know, obviously it's following up with the customer, make sure the customer's okay. But um, anything else that you guys really do that you think, you know, just, we, just we, we, we wardrobe for a customer so that uh, she's ready to buy her season or she's ready to take a trip or uh, we will put together a package for the customer, uh, work with her, stay, spend time with her, show her, show her a comprehensive uh, look not just one aspect of something and then tell her, now you've got to go to XYZ to pick, get the rest. We try to uh, be a lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. And, and tell me about kind of like the, the buying side and how you go about picking out the products through the seasons and just making sure that you're providing, you know, not only the best products for your customers, but also something that's unique and they can't get anywhere else. Yes, we do that. Uh, mostly, uh, I go and I usually take a buyer with me to New York, anywhere between four and six times a year, um, four to six times a year in Dallas. And um, it's always trying to provide a product that is um, applicable to the area we live in. Because if, uh, if you're living in New York, you're living in LA, you're living, it's not always the same lifestyle. It's not the same look. And if I'm going to provide that look, it's not going to interpret well 
to where we are. So we try to find a product that is uh, applicable to our region, but also takes it maybe a little outside the box so that when they travel, they, they're they meeting those needs of traveling. And uh, maybe maybe it's something they don't always want to wear when they're here, but there are, there are other applications to it. So uh, trying to find new and different products, trying to find products that aren't in department stores, products that are uh, uh, just uh, exclusive to CK and company. And over the years, uh, I think it's harder and harder to, to do that, but yet we're going to continue to go down that path and, and try to find something that's unique. And we sometimes bring some uh, products in from other countries that uh, are exciting and people like, and that isn't everywhere. And so uh, offer something that's a little unique. What um, what excites you about the retail business, about fashion, about, um, you know, that and, going back to that, that girl who you said you used to love fashion as a kid. So what excites you? I think change. Okay. I think uh, always looking. I want to go to market and find something that excites me. Not to go back and, I mean, sometimes you have to go back and you have a repl- replenishment to some degree. But it gets really exciting when you find something that we haven't seen before that we think is really unique and that our customers are going to love. So that excites me. It excites me whenever we put something together for uh, a mother of the bride and she sends her photograph back and said, you made me feel incredible. I had so many compliments and what a great experience it's been. That that drives me. Mm -hmm. So people and sat and taking care of people, making people happy. And uh, you hear the terminology retail therapy. Well, that is making somebody feel great about who they are. And coming in when maybe it's a sad day for them, or maybe it's a happy day, but just enhancing that and helping them to feel great about who they are mm-hmm. yeah. from a passion perspective. Over over the forty one years, um, obviously as a, as a business owner, there's many ups and downs, many good times, many tough times. What are the lessons you've learned over the forty one years? And then, is there any stories of tough times and and just breakthroughs and just obviously you've been extremely consistent and persistent to get to where you are. Um, just interesting. Sure, there have been a lot. There have been a lot of uh, tough times, but I would say the toughest time that sticks out and and to me over ever all the years. Uh, 2008, and we thought the banking industry was going under. We thought uh, there uh, there were a lot of closures, and uh, a lot of the department stores were sending product off to um, uh, discount stores, and discount stores were coming into every state and trying to unload, and it hurt. And that I think that began this. Uh, concept of discounting and wanting the consumer wanting the retailer to always discount. I think we've come away from that some, but it it was that was not a trend that ever existed until then. Yeah. When the oil industry 
uh, Penn Square Bank closed many years ago. That was a tough time. And our state, we, we had really struggled on trying to get positive and, and bounce back over that. It took a number of years. Mm-hmm. What, um, do, do you ever pass on, you know, your, your business knowledge to others? Do you have kind of men, you know, people who, um, you know, can look to you for mentorship in their own retail businesses? Uh, yeah, I've been a part of, uh, a, a buying office that, uh, we've had group uh, meetings from all over the country and, uh, and really just share experiences and share, uh, common, um, issues, common happenings. Uh, we've done a little bit of that. Yeah. What, what, what would be your biggest takeaways from being a, a retail business owner over the, over the last four decades? Uh, be resilient and, uh, be willing to change, mm-hmm. be willing to look at new ideas, be willing to listen. Don't yeah. be afraid to take a chance. Was, was over the, over the, the, the time you've been in business, were there times where, you know, you, you thought you were going to go down another road and it didn't work out and, and, you know, maybe you look back now and maybe that might've worked, maybe that might not have, but, you know, was there times where, um, you know, could you have gone multiple directions? Could you have gone into men's clothing and, and did you and why? Uh, at one time we had a franchise, which was a Joan Bass franchise. And I did all the catalogs for, uh, for 13 stores around the country. Okay. And it was a, it was a business model that was very simplified with one product that sold extremely well. And it just seemed that, uh, maybe the way to do it is instead of this, multi-line, uh, multi-category business, just do that and open all these franchises around the country. Mm-hmm. So we actually closed the business uh, to do that concept and ended up not going forward. Well, we stayed with that concept, but we didn't open multiple stores. Mm-hmm. Then we ended up opening another franchise store uh, with a, uh, a shoe company. And then just started getting kind of back into it a little bit. But one thing I have done, uh, probably learning from that and this store in the last 12 years, maybe I did uh, several shopping shops where I partner with uh, outside designers mm-hmm. and really focus on um, their product. And uh, we part- partner in, in, in some ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have a, a favorite kind of, um, arm of your business, whether it's clothing, shoes, handbags, like, do you have one that you just like, ah, oh, it's my favorite. Like, like, you know, I love buying, I love shopping for them. Uh, I've gotten to where I love uh, special occasion. Okay. And I think the reason I like it so much is because when somebody is looking for something for a really special event and I will look through maybe a thousand pictures to, to develop just the right, uh, grouping of products to show them. And it's crazy, but I love, I love it. And and then it, you know, it's rewarding because you make somebody feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure like, you know, they, they've shopped with you for so long, they, you've built up a trust and a great relationship with them, you know, so, so you put them in something and, 
you know, sometimes they might not, it might feel like they're a little, this is a little bit out of their comfort zone, but they see themselves in the mirror and, you know, like they get compliments on it when they, you know, and then you get all that great feedback. That's when you win a customer. Yeah. When, when you're able to take them outside of their box and make them feel comfortable and they would never have chosen it. They would never put themselves in that. And all of a sudden it's a new look for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with fashion, I think we're like, I think we all probably scroll Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook and think, Oh, I'd love to wear that or that maybe that wouldn't look good on me, but I like it. And right. you know, it's, we get, it's, I think it's, we get comfortable, right? We don't, we, and I think we probably think too much about what other people think about who we are, what we look like. And, and instead of just wearing that black dress that you always go out in, you know, try something with a little color and then you get a bunch of compliments. So it is a tough thing to do. It's true. If you, uh, if you're going shopping and you don't have somebody that you feel confident and comfortable with. And like if, if they come in and, and they don't know us until they get to know us, they're going to, they're going to buy whatever's in their comfort zone. And so they're going to have 25 black sweaters, 25 black dresses. If that's in their comfort zone, they're not going to venture out because they don't feel confident in venturing out until they get to know us until they feel confident that, Oh, wow. You put me in this and I really felt good. And I got a lot of compliments Mm-hmm. And maybe I should listen to you more. And then you develop that relationship. Yeah. And do, do you have anything coming up for this weekend? Anything, any uh, special uh, offers or occasions or, I mean, even for the holidays as well? We are. We're going to offer a, uh, a promotion to our customers for Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it, we used to give a gift certificate uh, on, on, for this time. But we started doing a loyalty program, so they kind of get gift certificate all year long. Yeah. So we're going to do a discount on Friday and Saturday, which is a little bit different than what we've done, but uh, a, a way to say thank you. And uh, I think we're always about trying to say thank you to our community and to give back to our community mm-hmm. and encourage people to shop local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It makes a huge difference. Uh, it does. Going back to the the tennis side of things, do you ever think about getting into the tennis fashion side and how that's evolved over the years? Oh, but you know, it is it is evolving, and there yeah. is a there's a moment for that right now. Mm-hmm. I've had some designers send me between that and the pickleball. There's this trend for that. Mm-hmm. So we we you, haven't really gone down that path, but but yeah. it's out there. Are, are you out there dominating on the pickleball courts? No, I'm not. But I, at some point, if I ever uh, you know, do something different. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, just don't tell anybody you play collegiate tennis and just let them play <laughs> for themselves. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Uh, all right, last question. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, what are you bringing to Thanksgiving dinner? Oh my gosh, you won't believe it. I have friends coming over, and we went to Spain a couple of weeks ago, and my friend went for uh, a month in the summertime. We're having paella. Oh, We're wow. Spanish Thanksgiving. How about that? That is amazing. I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> Brilliant. Totally uh, different. Yeah, 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 something different, right? That's going to be awesome. Uh, well, I hope they cook really well. Um, <laughs> I do too. I as well, because that's a dish that can go downhill if not cooked very well. <laughs> we may have pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure you won't be the only ones eating pizza or Thanksgiving. Too, right? <laughs> it's gonna, that's uh, that's it. Well, Jane, thank you so much for sharing some stories. I uh, really appreciate your time. And um, for people listening, I'll put the link to the website. And obviously, Nickel Sales Plaza, CK and Company, you can't miss it. Uh, and yeah, I'll put the Instagram link as well. And uh, happy Thanksgiving and happy Small Business Saturday. Thank you. Thank you so much. And send me that link if, if uh, on my email, if you would. I will definitely do that. So. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for what Thank you, you do. See ya. Bye-bye. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.